Welcome to the soon-to-be award-winning Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Sunday, February 13th, day 2022. Coming right up, we're talking about the pandemic some more. And is it written in the Bible? Of course it is. Jesus Christ told us all things. Get your Bibles ready to Mark or Matthew 24. We're going to pick it up there. Then we're going to go to Revelation chapter 12 and 13. But first, we have to introduce our special guest. You know her. You love her. It's none other than Tammy Lynn. And she's on remote location down in London, Ontario, Canada. Tammy, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We have the technology. Tammy's on her uh, telephone. Um, How's it going down there, Tammy? It is chilly today. Like what's chilly? Minus whatever. I know. It's the middle of February. It's like like minus 12 out right now. And then, you know, with the wind chill, it feels like minus 16. Well, you know, it's cold. Almost all the listeners are American, so they go by the Fahrenheit scale. So they're going to have to uh, go to Dr. Google and figure that one out. But it is cold. It's freezing cold. Uh, It's the dead of winter. We're talking cabin fever. And we're talking about the pandemic today. Right, Tammy? You know, I'm yes. still sitting here with no electricity or running water. stupid. Now, over to our announcer. All anxieties and uncertainty stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing marketing, advertising, helping with the website, whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This Bible teaching podcast is only possible with your donations. This podcast depends on God's provisions through you. How are you blessing others with the blessings God has given you? Go to companionchapel.com and help us out today. Get involved. Companion Chapel is located at number 338 side road 28 29 Paisley, Ontario, Canada. And the email address here is companionchapel at gmail.com. Now back to Tammy and Michael. Hey, Tam. Ready? Matthew 24. Hi. Matthew chapter 24. And here we go. Now, listen, we just covered this in the last lecture. This is part two. And we're going to go over Matthew 24, 6 and 7 quickly. Uh, or 4, 5, 6 and 7. Okay, first warning, do not be deceived. This is what happens. He's answering the three questions from verse 3. When shall these things be? What shall the signs of be coming? And the end of the world. And what we're talking about, the end of the world here, is we're talking about when God completes his circuit. Uh, concerning the start and finish of this flesh age. Okay, Genesis chapter 1, 14, 18, Psalms 19, uh, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 20, is your big verses, when it's talking about the circuit God is doing. And we've covered that other places, but that gives us a time. But the events, Jesus Christ said, do not be deceived. Then he said, wars and rumors of wars. Then he said, famines. And then he said, pestilence. Pestilence it's just deadly and epidemics, infectious diseases, including infectious false teachings that lead you to death. Okay, so now let's carry on here a little bit. There's a lot of interesting things here before we go to Revelation uh, chapter thir- or 12 and 13. But uh, what happens after? What is the fifth trump? It's martyrdom. And here's the fifth trump listed here. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Yeah, you're going to be hated for teaching the truth. And you see people that teach the truth and you see other people come against them that don't understand the argument, don't understand the science. They're biblically illiterate, but they'll just hate you for no reason. And martyrdom just means that they're so offended that they'll betray you and they'll hate you and they'll try and shut you down. And they'll shut you down by slander. Or they'll shut you down by trying to throw you off. By casting doubt. Because doubt is Satan's... um, What do you call it? Doubt is Satan's currency. Okay? Like, doubt doubt is his product. Since it's the best means of competing with the body of facts. That exists in the mind of the general public. It also means of establishing a controversy. And that's what's going on on planet Earth today. It's all division. And and chaos. And those are the numbers that run through the Bible for the deeper student. Number 11 and number 13, division and chaos. And also the number six that we're going to come up on later today. They 
what they do is through doubt, they advocate their position throughout the government and through the press, press, and they're just shaping people's conclusions. And they try and make biblically literate people that know what's going down. They try and make us look like fringe, like a fringe group, like conspiracy theorists. Like they have all these empty platitudes, all these empty catchphrases that they come up with that they just throw out. They, that they'll, they'll just use on you because they don't understand the argument and they don't understand science and they don't understand what the truth is going on. They don't understand what it really says in the Bible. Okay, so let's go on to the next. Are you there, Tammy? I am here. I thought you just texted me. Uh, no. Many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Prophets are just teachers. They're the people that are standing in front of the cameras for their news. They're the people and all the puppets thereof of the global media that will lead you astray. They're the education system of the world. Who is the great schoolmaster of planet Earth right now? It's Satan. He's the prince of the air. He has the power of the air. That means all-encompassing of life. Satan, demons, devils, evil spirits, all powers and principalities of Satan. Everything that is corrupt to the Lord Jesus Christ and corrupt to his kingdom, Satan is there. And he will give you a million, trillion different ideas and catchphrases and, and things to follow, but they all lead to death. And you get that out of the book of Proverbs. Okay, but what, what's, what do we have to do? Uh, iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax cold. Have you ever seen more hatred on planet Earth ever? Like, is this Bible right down to the absolute truth, right to the infinite detail? Uh, there's never been more hatred, more division on planet Earth than there is right now. But we have to let the Bible teach us, because when we get to Revelation chapter 12 and 13, you're going to be very surprised, because this is just an overlay. Like, there's nothing uh, controversially said in the Bible. There's nothing that contradicts. It all goes together. It is the perfect word. Uh, let's, let's just go down to... Um, well, we're going to clear up what, what this says. Verse 19 of, Re of Matthew chapter 24. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But you know what? A lot of people think, how could Jesus Christ... You know, Jesus Christ presents himself as God in the book of John, and here he presents himself the, as the king in the book of Matthew. How could King God say, well, woe to those uh, that have little children? Well, you, have, you always have to translate within the Bible. Of course, this verse is somewhere else in the Bible. And we'll just go down to Psalms chapter 7, verse 14. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity... He, that's what you travaileth with, and hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. What's that mean here? That means it, it, you, you're conceiving tr iniquity and falsehood. And I, I just went on to a, a, another note by mistake when I was trying to talk here. But that's what you conceive inside you. It's, your, it's like you conceive it like a child inside you. It's what's being said in Matthew chapter 24. You know what, Tammy? What? I just tried to do three things at once, and obviously I stumbled at trying to talk. But anyways. Multitasking at this moment isn't a good idea. I know, I tried to use the computer. I tried to read two things. Alright, so oh. woe unto them that are with child. And to them that get suck in those days. God will only accept a virgin bride. And what we're talking about is you're with child if you're conceiving something in your mind. If you're devising something. Woe unto you. Because there's no inner peace there. And you can't get into the kingdom of heaven. Because God will only allow you to have a virgin mindset. Is what's being said. It can't be full of traditions and think things you think are right. You have to have the word of God inside you. Not the word of the devil. And that's why we're going to go to Revelation chapter 12 right now. And let's just talk about some stuff here tonight. Tammy, are you ready? Revelation chapter 12? I am ready. Okay, so. So put my Bible to Revelation chapter 12. And watch this. This is the easiest. Easy, easy, easy. Let the Bible flow. And always remember that Bible contains its own glossary. So that's how we interpret the Bible. It's from within. And the glossary runs through the Bible, through the threads that run through the Bible, through the etymology of the key words. And that's God's trademark stamp of validity. And that's also the, key, the, the threads that run through the Bible make up the structural fabric of the key of David itself. Okay, Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. So here's a new vision inserted here. And we're going to go, we're starting what happened in the age before, and we're going to get to the age right now in just a few verses. And... Uh, and there appeared a great wonder in having a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head were twelve stars. There's Mother Earth right there. 
Okay, it's a, a great wonder. This word wonders, you see the Bible as sign. All right, so sign, indicating work is to be done. There's something coming. Uh, woman is the generative power of Mother Earth. In all her generative power, the great life-sustaining uh, planet, Mother Earth, that we know. And of course, what's around her? The moon, the stars, the sun. Okay, and go back to Genesis chapter 1 and Psalms 19. And, and we just taught that, didn't we, Tammy? Okay, and yeah. two. And she being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. Well, because God had to end the age that was. And science has proved that. And the Bible says so. 14,000 years, God started rejuvenating the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. God made the heavens and the earth. Yeah, it doesn't say when, because it was a billion trillion years ago. And between verse 1 and verse 2 of the book of Genesis chapter 1 and 2, it, there's there's a huge time gap there. Okay, The earth became void and without form. Hayah in the Hebrew. Okay, It's an exact verb. You can't get around it. Okay, so we're talking about, yeah, Mother Earth was travailing in birth, ready to give another age here. And there appeared another wonder, this is a sign, in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. Okay, this is the first, this is Satan's first age before God had to end the world that was, as is written in Second Peter and lots of other places. That, this is his first governmental system, okay? Because it's different in chapter 13. So he had this governmental system, as it's described here. Okay, seven heads, that's, you know, seven leaders, ten horns, power systems, seven crowns upon the heads, okay? So that's, that's easy. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. The one-third, we are the stars. Just go through, go through the Bible and you'll see, uh, for example, Job chapter 38. All the stars sang for joy before this happened. We all sang for joy to Father. We all gloried God and we were pleasing to God. And then one-third, that's me and that's you. Okay, we are the one-third that followed. We are the reason for this earth age. And we have to come to terms with what we did. And we have to say sorry for the Lord's suffering. He came down to save us. We are the one-third. Where's the other two-thirds? Well, they're still up there kicking it with God. And this chapter explains that. They didn't have to be born once innocent of woman. Okay, so one-third... Okay, God said, okay, you guys, you one-third that decide to follow Satan and decide to follow the ways of iniquity and challenge my sovereignty and challenge evil or take it on then it has to be it has to get out of you somehow and so there we are there, there's this they, this uh, the woman's ready to give birth to this earth age that we're living in now this flesh age um, God sets the stage for this flesh age he's got one third of us and we're sitting there in a special spot where Satan himself the dragon that old devil whatever you want to call him uh and were ready to be born innocent of woman. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Uh, all this means is that Christ has a new He has a new role. His name is Yeshua Messiah now, salvation of Yahweh. Okay? Didn't need that before. He was wisdom personified, as it's written in Proverbs chapter 8. So God cons what's what's being said here, uh, Revelation or Revelation chapter 12, verse verses 1 to 5. Uh, compare this to Genesis chapter 1, uh, 14 to 18. God, God constituted two great unique light givers. The greater rules the day, the lesser rules the night. God also appointed and prepared the stars. That's us. And he also told us that he was going to dwell in the stars for his circuit. And in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 20, he tells us he left a monument somewhere here on planet Earth in Egypt. And you, he's running a circuit according to that monument. Okay, so anyways, let's just uh, continue here. And always remember when it says, let there be light, that is a noun. When you see the word light again in Revelation chapter, or in Genesis 1, 14 to 18, that is a verb. Those are two different words. Okay, you have to go back into the etymology of the Hebrew words. And when you see unique light givers, or you see two great, one light, greater light, lesser light, that's another word in the Hebrew, which means two illuminaries. Who are you getting your illumination from? Who is illuminating your mind? Who is giving you your knowledge and understanding? Because Satan's right there to give it to you if you want it. Okay, so um, here's uh, Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, and he's at the he's Father's righteous right arm, as it's written in Psalms 22 and Psalms 35. His darling soul of God 
is inside of Yeshua Messiah, who manifests a little lower than the angels for us and walked amongst us to be our teacher, our rabbi, our master, our wonderful counselor, our comforter, and our salvation and our savior if we want it, because we are the one third that followed. Because the other two thirds of God's children, the stars, the hosts of heaven, the angels, there's no reason to send them through the matrix born once innocent woman. It's the sinners that had to go through, and that's me and you. So get that into you, and, and you have to humble yourself and realize the scope of what our Lord Jesus Christ did for us. Okay, now we're around verse 6 of Revelation, chapter 12. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there, a thousand two hundred and three score days. Now, this is just Mother Earth. God protects Mother Earth. Okay, he's got... Mankind hurts Mother Earth. God is the creator. Mankind is the exterminator. And here we are, what, what do you mean into the wilderness? Well, you look up into the sky, and if you look at a solar system, we'll see, yes, God has the planet the way he wants it revolving around the sun. It's on a little angle. It's on a little wobble because he wants the seasons to do it. He wants his circuit to be complete the way he wants his circuit. And you can look that up all day long in uh, astrology if you want. This isn't a book about astrology, but astrology will back it up. Science is just mankind's reasonings about God's creative works. Seven, and there was war in heaven. Michael and, an angel, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found in them in heaven anymore. Okay, this is the first age coming into the second age. Just go back a few verses. Uh, Mother Earth is travailing in birth because she's going to give birth to a new age. It's hard on planet Earth to ice her over. You pr pretty much killed her. But God knew, okay, this, this, this is an analogy. Okay, she's going to give birth to a new age here. Satan's up there. He's causing all kinds of troubles. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Deceived the... He deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels cast out with him. That's all of us. We've been put into a distinct area. We've been reduced and restricted here because we can't even look up in the sky and have any understanding of infinity. We can't even comprehend infinity back and infinity forward. We've been reduced and restricted to come to terms with what's inside of us that was controversial or corrupt to the Lord Jesus or to, to our Heavenly Father and corrupt to what is happening in the universe. Because you have to think like this. God's the God of the universe. It, the Bible says he, he's, he's uh, camped out in the stars right now while he completes the circuit with the other two-thirds. And so you have to think about this. We're down here. We're so reduced and restricted. We don't understand anything except that we have to come to terms with what's inside of us so God can reconcile us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Because... The universe is not a place of war. It's not a place of oppression. It's not a place of, you know, diss in each other. It's a place of completeness, a place of safety. God is a God of love. There's no way he would, would say, I'm going to create a bunch of kids and I'm going to have them pass through this flesh age. Do you think he wanted to do that? This is hell. This is horrible. You look at everybody around you, everybody that you know that you love. Everything you love is just going to get destroyed. Everyone that you love is going to get sick and die, or you're going to get sick and die. This is a heartache. This is a really tough time. Look at planet Earth today. People are just ready to kill each other, and they do. And oppression, and, and just turmoils, and troubles, and anguish. But God gives us a way out. That's why you had us so restricted and reduced in these flesh bodies. Because he's telling us, okay, you can come to terms with what's inside of you before you can come back to the heaven side. And in the meantime, all the evil in the world is going to destroy itself from within. And that's what happens. And you can, it's happening out right in front of your eyes right now. You can see. Okay, let's just continue on here. I'm trying to read my notes at the same time, but I'm just going to pass my notes for today. Um, we're on verse... Uh, Great dragon was cast out. Yeah, he's the prince and power of the air right now, as it's written. That means uh, all-encompassing of life. Satan is there. And as it's written in the book of uh, Ephesians, I believe, 6.6, 6, or is it Colossians? I think it's Ephesians 6.6. 6. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not in a fight here. We're no, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's not the fight. That's what Satan has us doing. But the real fight for your life is a spiritual fight against powers and principalities in high places. 
Just keep that in mind. Okay, so the devil, the devil just means slanderer. Satan means uh, adversary. And what's adverse to the world today? The political system, the economy system, the education system, the global media, and the religious system, which is destitute of truth. Because how many religious, religious people do you know can even read the Bible and understand it? Verse 10, And heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Yeah, Satan was up there mouthing it off. I got one third of your children. What are you going to do? God said, well, I'm going to make part of me a salvation ministry. He's ready to rock. That's what this verse is saying. Okay, this is the central verse in the book of Revelation. Verse 11, And they came, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Not by military power do we overcome. We can't credit card our way out of this. But by the Spirit of God, he's telling us the point of the Lord Jesus Christ is how you overcome. All right, I'm not going to get into the grammatical errors there in that verse, but uh, the message I just I brought it forth. Verse 12, therefore rejoice because, why? Because heavens and you that dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of earth. Yeah, the two-thirds didn't have to come down here. We did. And watch out. The sea, the sea of people, translate within the Bible. For the but for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth he hath but a short time. People say, What do you mean short time? Like I've been here for seventy years and uh, what's going on? You know, let me tell you something. God's time frame template is written in the Bible. Psalms ninety, second Peter chapter three. One day with the Lord. It's like a thousand years to us. That's just more proof that we've been reduced and restricted. We can't even comprehend space and time. Okay, so when you think, okay, Satan's uh, been able to have been the prince of the power of the air now for since 8,000 years ago. So that's uh, 6,000 BC when mankind first started tripping around, six-day man, 8,000 years ago. So that's only like eight days for, for uh, an entity that's not bound by the flesh. So that's a short time. Okay, Satan's pure presence is not amongst us. He manifests in his purest form as it's written at the six vial, six seal, six trump. Like this guy is made in the highest supernatural order. He's smarter than the prophet, uh, than the, what do you call him, prophet? Prophet David. Daniel, I mean, than the prophet Daniel, as it's written. Like this guy is a supernatural genius. He was made in the highest supernatural order in the full pattern of beauty and wisdom. He's playing us like a cheap like a cheap guitar. He had one third of us follow him. That's us. We should be mortified at that thought and thank the Lord Jesus Christ for what he did. He gave us a way out. He didn't have to. Jesus Christ didn't have to come down here and do that. He didn't have to suffer the most humiliating death. He didn't have to take the lowest human position. But what he by why doing that? He can say, Satan, you got nothing on me. Therefore, my kingdom is valid and legit. And for whomsoever will wants to come and follow my way, the salvation ministry, your Savior, your Deliverer, your Redeemer, the kinsman Redeemer, whomsoever will for the whole human family. It's open. But if people want to, want to swing and miss at this age and follow Satan again, that's strike two. Strike three happens in the millennium, and you're out. A great white throne judgment. God forbid. Okay, watch this. Verse 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. Okay, we're going to talk more about this in a, in a minute. Okay. Uh, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she nourished for a time and times and a time and a half from the face of the serpent. Okay, so what we're talking about here is we're talking about the second age. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this in just a minute. We know that the woman is Mother Earth, and Satan is angry at Mother Earth. Okay, I'm going to see if I cover this somewhere else. Yeah, we do. We cover it in the next two verses, actually. So, okay. And the serpent cast out of his mouth waters of flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Okay, so what, what's the flood? We have to translate within the Bible. Uh, the flood, Isaiah. Chapter 59, 19. The enemy shall come like a flood. Okay, that's somewhere else. Where can we document? Jeremiah 46, 7. Who is this that comes as a flood? 
Next verse for Jeremiah. Egypt, that means spiritually corrupt in the Bible, shall rise as a flood, and his waters move like rivers. These are all Satan's demons, devils, evil spirits playing with us. This is what Satan cast out of his mouth, a flood of lies. Let's go somewhere else. Daniel eleven twenty two, for example. And with the arms of a flood shall they be overflowed, overwhelmed, in Indian inundated. And I'm just going to go one more spot because I just did the book of Samuel. And uh, well, let's just give a shout out to, uh, okay, Samuel 22 by David. When the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. And then in Psalm 69, the waters are come in unto my soul where the floods overflow me. Let not the water flood overflow me, nor the pit shut her mouth upon me. That's Satan's weapon. It's just a big flood of lies, a flood of deception. It's his trademark stamp of evil, anger, aggression. It's his trademark money stamp of evil. Doubt, chaos, disorder. Satan cast out of his mouth as a flood after the woman. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. This, what we're talking about here, just the last few verses, okay, is all superficial things that mankind's, mankind makes, Mother Earth will swallow up. Okay, Mother, Mother Nature is a force of God. Nothing man makes will or can stand. All this man-made stuff that's seemingly so important and coveted Mother Nature takes it all back, okay, right back to its elemental form. First it goes back to a rudiments and then to its elements. And what also made Satan angry here was the time span of, humanity, of, of a human being. So Mother Earth swallows up humans and ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Like Satan can barely drum up a storm in somebody. He's doing a good job now. Before, hey, they, their expiry date's like around 80, 90 years if you're lucky. So Satan has to work hard, and he's angry. Mother Earth opens up and swallows everything that mankind comes up with, but it gets perpetuated and perpetuated. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. There's more on this right here. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, with Mother Earth, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God. This identifies who the remnant of her seed is, the seed of the woman, our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all living, Mother Earth and our Lord Jesus Christ is the life. He is the light. He is the truth. He is the living God, the only living God. So I'll clear up these verses for you. And have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That means the spirit of prophecy, the intellect of the sacred testimony dwells within you. You have the truth in you. You're not entertaining everything else that the global media and, uh, and has to offer, which is just disillusionment. And go to Revelation, uh, go through the seals, or I mean the trumps, and you'll see it's bitter disillusionment. God even has John say, it's like, it's like wormwood. And wormwood is, in, uh, is made for that alcohol drink called absinthe. You poison yourself. You're drunk with the ways and things of the world with just disillusionment. There's no certainty, security, or stability outside of the Word of God. So 13.1, And I stood up upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Okay, why does he put sand of the sea here? you got to go back and think about Abraham, the promised Abraham, Jacob, Isaac and Jacob. Your posterity will be like the sands of the sea. It's used of, of huge populations. The stars in heaven, why does he use sands of the sea here? Because we're talking about planet Earth here right now. We're talking about the terra firma. And a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his ten crowns, and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. You notice this is different from the one that we just read in uh, Revelation chapter 12. Just a few, uh, what do you call these, paragraphs? Verses. A few verses ago. It's because this is his system now, in this age. This is his political system. This is where he's trying to fulfill his fantasy that he, he talks about in Isaiah chapter 12, verses 12 to 14. He says, I will be the God most high. 
I'm going to be above the clouds, the clouds of people, the clouds of witnesses, all the hosts of heaven. I'm going to be the God Most High. Satan really thinks he can pull it off. And here's his new system here. This describes Satan's one-world political system, which he's pretty much got in order right now, this day. We can only say that in the here and now. Right, Tammy? Uh, exactly. Like he's got a one-world political system happening. He's got, he, he's, he is the schoolmaster of planet Earth through the global media for social engineering, for just distorting the truth, not even giving any truth. He is the, what do I usually call the, the, the what's the, oh, the treasure of the world with the one-world economy. And here we go. And the beast. Always remember this word beast. Like the, the translators just threw this word around like nobody's business. This word beast, Therion, uh, we just taught this the other day too, means a dangerous thing. And so they just translated it beast. It's a dangerous, It's and it's compared to a wild animal. It'll, it'll hurt you. It'll kill you. And we're talking about a spiritual death here. And I think I can find it. Okay, it's translated 38 times in the book of Revelation. They just dumped the word beast around like nobody's business. And it always means anti-Christian dynasties, including tangible earthly leaders. Okay, because someone's got to run the show. And no, I'm dropping my paper here. Uh, who Jesus Christ, being the living word, warned us are destined to control the affairs of humanity. It's happening right now. Global political and economical systems are all tied together. The educational empires are tied together through the global media. And their mandate or their narrative reflects the mandate of these political and economic systems, which are all tied together. And it's all about calling it a beast. It means a dangerous, destructive trap. It'll lead you to disillusionment. I've never heard the word uncertainty more in my life than recently. Hey, Tammy? I know. Like people, oh, in these uncertain times, these uns yeah, because you're listening to the schoolmaster of the world uses puppets, the global media, to just give people that uncertainties and anxieties and fears where Jesus Christ said, fear not. And if you fear, that means you have no faith. And, it, and if, if you have to have unadulterated faith and belief or you get no relief. You have to trust or you won't be trusted. He tells us all things. He told us all this. Like there's some guy walking around sandals in a sheet thousands of years ago wrote all this down as if, as if this is not divine revelation. Someone could have made up this story 2,000 years ago. Remember we were talking about that earlier today, Tammy? You know, a guy named yeah, Moses. Exactly. A guy named Moses somehow walking around sandals in a sheet like 4,000 years ago. Would, would know that, yeah, okay, the earth had a flood, which was also known as the Ice Age for quite some time. And he told us all things. 14,000 years ago, he, he textbooked it. You know, there would be a rejuvenation of the earth. And, like, how can, you, how can you tell me that this guy would have possibly known? You know, he could barely get from one community to another in those sandals. And, you know, mankind today whipping around planet science and satellites and you know all the technology that we have now but they knew all this back then because it's divine revelation it's not man's imagination it would have been impossible to write all this and tell us all this that there would be one world political system they could barely get from one village to another back then you know it would take them all day uh, one world Okay, the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard and his feet were the, uh, like a bear and his mouth, the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Let's go backwards on this. He's got authority. His seat means a throne. That means he's sitting on the top of something. Uh, let's go through this. Leopard, their spot is not our spot. Deuteronomy chapter 32. We understand where that came from. Uh, his feet are like a bear. And God uses analogies here so you can paint a picture in your head. What, what does a bear do when he walks? Let's say he walked into our office, Tammy. Demo it. A, a bear? A bear walks into a cottage. He demos it. What's a bear? This is the analogy. A bear here, what happens? He just, they demo it. What does a lion do? A lion rips and tears. You know, they're going to try and just knock you around, rip and tear the truth right out of you. And the dragon, who's identified as Satan himself, the adversary, he's going to burn you. And we're going to find out about this word fire coming up in this chapter. He's going to try and burn the truth right out of you. He only has power if we give him power. And that's where his power comes from. Or he'd have no power. If everybody just dropped everything you were doing, picked up a Bible, and repented right now, then it would be Shangri-La. And that's all there is to it. 
because the devil would not exist. But we are the ones that give him power. And that's why he has to do this to us. And they worshipped. Wait. And I saw one of the heads as it was wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wandered after the beast. Okay, what are you talking about here? Satan's wannabe governmental authority that we were trying to, that I just told you is written in Isaiah chapter, uh, is it 14 or is it 12? You know what? I better check that. I think it's Isaiah chapter 14. You know what? It's either Isaiah chapter 12, verse 12 to 14, or verse. I'm not going to check. I think it's. I forget. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 12 to 14, or Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, 14. One of the two. It says Satan sits sitting there. He thinks he's the God most high. That's your Lucifer verse, by the way. Anyways, let's get back to here. What do you mean his head was wounded? Well, in the first earth age, God stopped it. Before the catabol, before the overthrow, before the ice age. He stopped it. And he wounded it. He stopped it. He wounded Satan's governmental system. That's the head we're talking about. Now, God allows him to come back up, and he's got a new governmental system listed here, two verse, three verses back in verse 1 of chapter 13. Uh, just to review, his other governmental system was listed back in chapter 12 when it talked about uh, uh, verse 3. Okay, so here's his new governmental system, the one that's in power in the here and now. And what happens? They worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with them? Who can stop this whole progress, profit, consumerism, materialism? Who can stop all this evil in the world that's destroying planet Earth and annihilating humanity? Who can do that? Well, only the Lord Jesus Christ can, but Jesus Christ wants us. He wants, God wants his children back. Okay? Um... Worship here means support, to honor it, to pay homage to it. Who does this? Who worships money? Who believes in science? Who, who trusts science, I should say? Who thinks the governments are going to take care of us? You support it. You give recognition, esteem to it, special honor and acknowledge. That which, that's what worship means. But watch this. In this case, the etymology of the Greek word for worship, proskone, applies like this. To kiss like a dog licking his master's hand. That's what, that's what people are doing to the beast systems right now. The beast, these, dangerous, these dangerous traps that mankind has come up with. The one world economy. Oh, it's just like a, you know, you're just like a dog licking his master's hands. You'll do anything for a buck. And you worry about it. You pay homage to it. You support it. You honor it. You get people that say to me all the time, you know, I'm like, oh, the world revolves around money. Maybe your world. Go lick Satan's hand then. Satan gives power to this because he is the treasure of the world. He is the schoolmaster of the world. And he is the political entity right here, Revelation chapter 13, 1. Okay, what, let's look at that 13, 1 again. Seven heads, ten horns. Seven heads, seven continents, ten horns. And uh, that's ten power systems. And upon his horns, ten crowns. Okay, let's go back to verse 5 here. Um, and there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. Oh, there's your global media. Here, we're going through the seals, trumps, and, and vials here. And we're going through what he said in Matthew 24, when Jesus Christ told us all things. Okay, so here's the world education system. There was given to him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. That's three and a half years. All prophecies concerning Satan happen in months. Because... He is the lesser of the two unique light givers. He's the lunar, the lunar calendar. And all prophecies concerning our Lord Jesus Christ are in days. He's, is, he is the light. We are the children of the light. The greater of the two unique light givers listen in Genesis chapter 1. Okay, so it continues 40 and 2 months. That's three and a half years. What are we talking about here? We're talking about this is right coming up at the sixth trump. Six files, six seals, six trump. This is happening now. But it'll continue when Satan appears in his purest form. Forty and two months, coming right up to the end times. We're going to see when this all starts to pull together, when this political system pops up, which is now. This world education system pops up, what is now. So we're right on it. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and then that dwell in heaven. Has Christianity ever, true Christianity, ever taken more of a hit than right now? Never. 
and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. This is what he does with his mouth, and to overcome them. How does he make war with the saints? This, this make war is not the same term that you would see uh, um, war, war. This means specifically means in the original language, special war that comes from within, a war inside a war. This is a group of individuals casting doubts, creating divisions amongst Christians. Clearly, you see that now. Just being biblically illiterate and Christians fighting Christians. They're not even real Christians. They're just fake. Because unless you have a working knowledge of the Bible, like you haven't even taken the time to figure it out. I, I'll, I'll tell you, Tammy, I went to church many years as a kid. They didn't even teach me the first two verses in the Bible. That's the precursors for making divisions. You take a little kid, you give him a Bible like me, you know, that couldn't stand adults. I just wanted to hear the truth and didn't even get the first two verses taught. People that go to Catholic school, not even the first two verses in the Bible taught properly. It's inexcusable. There's the special war. Where does it come from? The world education system, which we were just talking about now. All this stuff is listed. What would happen? And power was given unto them over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. That's the one world global media all over the world. The trademarks of evil. Okay, and them that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. It's as simple as that. Hey, here's your destiny verse. Okay? This is your fate. Karma in its purest form. Providence. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword, that's what comes out of your mouth, must be killed with the sword. That's the words that come out of your mouth. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. That's me and you. That's all of us here. There's your fate, destiny verse. Right here, we're starting at verse 7. We are in the fifth seal. And this is martyrdom. And that's why we came here. Because there's great division now. People don't understand the Bible. They don't understand. I have, uh, there's a Christian church here that I really like. I really like the guy. And he sits there. He's praying for the pandemic to end. I said, but Jesus Christ told us all things. He said there would be pandemic after great falling away from truth the great apostasy is written of in Matthew 24 Mark 13 Luke 21 the book of Thessalonians Daniel told us about it like it's written all through the Bible do not be deceived wars rumors of wars troubles conflicts it's never been worldwide like this famines famine in the Bible is twofold always remember famine according to Amos chapter 8 verse 11 is for hearing God's word taught truthfully but the famine also is on planet Earth for just getting nutritional food. Food insecurity is a huge deal on planet Earth. Mother Nature has way enough to feed everybody's needs, but not everybody's greeds. And there's a greedy bunch, and they're tied to this one world political system. And they're tied to the one world economic system, and they're tied in with the one world education system. And what they've done with that to lead people astray with this pandemic, which Jesus Christ said would come after the famine. Yeah, you got everybody beat down. Now let's do something else here. Let's let's promote gain of function into, into the, you know, the science world. And what happens with gain of function, Tammy? Gain of function obviously made this virus. Are you there, Tim? Oh, Tammy hung up. Okay. Gain, I, th I thought Tammy was my co-host today, but I guess Tammy's hung up. Gain of function is what they've used. You know, what we went over this in the last podcast. It's more than just a possibility. It's certainly a probability, and it's probably a certainty. There's an absolute absence of humanity here. They'll let tens of millions of people die, and they'll do whatever it takes to protect the regime, their mandate, and it's very clear what they're up to. I think Tammy hung up. She probably fell asleep. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and lo, it had two horns like a lamb and spake as a dragon. One world religious system, just destitute of truth. How's it going, Pope John, whatever your name is? We know that the Catholic Church is destitute of truth, and that's all there is to it. He that exerciseth all the power of the first beast come before him and causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Yeah, they're all in cahoots together. It's just that easy. Okay, one world religious system. Religious, always remember religion just means what you believe in. 
So the textbook definition of religion that comes right out of the Bible is this, as soon as I can find it. It simply means a particular system of faith. Religion is the pursuit of significance to which someone associates a great importance. Add that to worship and religion. It's just a belief system or point of view that is accepted with unthinking conventional reverence. And that's what people think outside the Bible. They tweak God's word if they want to still identify as Christians. They tweak God's word to suit their lifestyle. You'll see them having ham sandwiches, eating pork. Oh, we just did a thing on pork here. It's about obedience to God. So God laid down a set of rules for us. If you want to come back to a place of peace beyond your present comprehension, it's open for you through the salvation ministry, the living word, the Lord Jesus Christ is the way. He is the truth, and the truth is a great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And you can't compromise your way in there because you think you're a good person. According to what? What you think? Well, then I guess you think you are God because all standards go around what you think. The gold standard is written in the councils of eternity. It's this living word. It's the unchanging principle, reason, resolve of a higher power written in the councils of eternity. It's the only consistent thought pattern. It's your Bible. Drive it in you. Be somebody. Now, we're back here. Uh, Tammy hung up. I'm not too sure why. She probably... Uh, she's not... She's, uh, okay, verse 13. And he doeth great, this is signs, okay? This means works in progress. Doeth great signs, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those, this is signs again, signs, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying unto them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. We talk in fire coming down from heaven, come on. This word fire is fury. The trademarks of evil are found in this verse, in this word fire, fury, passionate, spirited, uncontrollable, ungovernable. That's what fury means. We're not talking about a Bic lighter here, or a big propane torch. We're talking about volatile, lively, ill-tempered, heated, explosive, angry, aggressive, arrogant. The trademarks of evil are in this word fiery. Okay, always remember. Fire doesn't deceive people. We're talking the fire here that burns the truth right out of you. It's the same as the first jump. But this is, this is martyrdom. The fire that comes down from heaven. Heaven just means the expanse, the firmament. Remember Genesis chapter 1. Always translate within the Bible. Who is the prince of the air? Who is the prince of the expanse right now that's around us? Satan himself, all his demons, devils, evil spirits, all powers, principalities of Satan, everything that is corrupt to the Lord Jesus Christ, everything that offends the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom, everything that is of the darkness compared to the Lord Jesus Christ is what's being talked about here. This fire that comes down from heaven. It's just what's coming down to you into your computer stream from these satellites, from the internet, from wherever you get your information. It's all coming through the air. Passionate, spirited, aggressive, heated, angry. It's all chaos and disorder. Fire doesn't deceive people. You get, get out, if you've got a fire, what do you do? Grab your garden hose and put it out, right? This is fire that burns. This is fury. Passionate, spirited, ill-tempered language that burns the truth right out of you. Hey, listen, you know what we have to do? We have to go to James chapter 3, 6 right now just to, just to double document that we're translating within the Bible, James chapter 3, 6. And the tongue is a fire. Really? What do you mean? Like you can light your cigarette with your own tongue? No. Let the Bible translate itself. It contains its own glossary. The tongue is a fire, a, word of, a world of iniquity. So the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. The course of time. That's what nature means here. The course of time. The ages. Ages of generations. That's what nature means here. You can look this up. Uh, Psalms 36.3. Also, um, if you want to look this word up, it's 1075 in your Strong's Accordance under the Greek. This means genealogies. Sets on fire the course of genealogies, generations, as in an individual's lifetime and the historical times of mankind. And there's lots written about the tongue in the book of James, but we just went there for the fire that comes down. Where's it coming from? 
what's coming from through our walls. It's like it's said, like Jesus Christ said, the deception will come right through your walls. People are like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, let's have some more fish sandwiches here. It only makes sense to us now. Back then, they couldn't have even comprehended it. This book made no sense, even up to 100 years ago. It was like, oh, people started thinking about this 100 years ago. 50 years ago, oh, it's starting to kind of make sense. Like, if I said this to my granddad, there's going to be a one-world economy, one-world political system. You watch this come to pass now. You watch the World Bank take over. I'm not going to get into the stuff that's going on in planet Earth de facto, but you can, you can see it happening. Some people have little nicknames for it, like the Great Reset, but whatever. You watch what the upper echelon is up to. And never sit there and have an exoteric conversation about stuff. Learn both sides of the argument. You have to come to an understanding of both sides of the argument. If you're just getting your news off, this, off of the global media, clearly it's impossible for you to understand the other side of the argument. But it's there. And our Lord Jesus Christ warns us about it. He's talking about this fire that comes down from heaven that we just went over. Image of the beast and they wound. Okay. And deceive them that dwell on the earth. Fire doesn't deceive people. By those signs, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Okay. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. Yeah, you give life to it by acknowledging it, by worshiping it. Like that word worship. As you pay into it. You have esteem for it. You pay homage to it. You support it. That's what worship means. Okay? It's like a dog licking his master's head. You just give it up. That's where you give your life over to. Power to give life unto the image of the beast. And the image of the beast should both speak. Hey, it's not just a statue. And cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Spiritually killed. And furthermore... Just, just take that for that right now. It's spiritually killed. And if you don't conform, they're going to try and kill you. They're going to try and shut you out. And, and the Bible's going to tell us about this right now. This is just the easiest thing. This is so awesome. Let's talk about uh, 13, 14, wonders, miracles. It's the same word in the manuscripts. It's a sign. The word has regard to the significance of the work, of the work being carried out. Not only in itself, but also by the reason, objective, the plan, the plot, the purpose. This verse, 13 and 14, in no uncertain terms, reveals the source of Satan's one-world education empire. Designed teachings for the purpose of brainwashing, social engineering. It feeds off the basic mass instinct of the unmindful people. People that lack care or attention to their duty as a human in regards to humanity and Mother Earth. People are reckless to only come up with one side of the argument and don't investigate people like the Gates and the Fauci. Like, it's not hard to do, man. You just go back a few years and see the things they were saying and see the things they were doing. And their motives are very clear. The one world governmental system, God says, hey, this one world political system is going to come together. And all they want to do is create chaos and disorder on planet Earth. But the Russia, China, United States will never have a nuclear war, according to the Bible. It's never going to happen. Are you there, Tammy? I am. Where were you? I, I, <laughs> um, Mallory had an issue. All right. Well, I, I didn't know that you're still there because I signed you off. But anyways, okay. So anyway, I just want to finish up this chapter because... Uh, and he causes all... Okay, now Tammy's back, so... Okay, we're going to talk about the mark of the beast here. Okay? Watch this. We're talking about people that fail in regards to critical thinking. Dude, you, that, you, have, you, you have a duty to humanity and Mother Earth, and you lack any care of retention. You're just selfish if you don't come up and at least understand the science and the argument that uh, is happening. Like I said, like I said, it's more than just a possibility. So, it's certainly a probability. It's, it's probably a certainty and God's word is the certainty that cements in what's happening today. Watch out. Do not be deceived. Okay, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in their forehead. And 
that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for his number is the number of man. Uh, six, six, six. Okay, so let's talk about this for quickly. Count. That means calculate the way mankind is destroying the planet and destroying each other. Now, with this mark, this is the greatest thing. Watch this. And it says, it's, what's it say? And he causes small mark in the right hand. And means upon. It's epi in the manuscripts. This is a preposition. Upon is a preposition in the accusative case. Upon in the accusative grammatical case expresses the object of an action, the goal of emotion, the downward active pressure on the mind, your thoughts, your intents, your actions. To superimpose an order of things upon your very being. That's what the word mark means. And you can look this up throughout. You know what? I have more on the word mark. The word in where the mark is and I, and what the mark is, okay? So that's what it means. It means it changes your thought pattern. What's changing your thought pattern now? I'm telling you one thing. The pandemic had an ulterior motive. Do not, because God made you in the, His image. God made you in His image. Do not mess with the readers, writers, and erasers of your RNA strand, which is dictates what your DNA does. You're changing it. Be very careful. Now we're gonna we're gonna read this here. That's what the mark is. It's not a stupid tattoo or something ridiculous like that. It is a downward active pressure on the mind to change your thoughts, your intents, your actions. It is superimposed an order of things upon your very being. And this word is used elsewhere throughout the Bible in this accus accusative case. Now the mark itself. Just go through the Bible. The word is yada in the Hebrew. Okay? It corresponds with the word here in Revelation chapter 13, which is chagma. So we go back through the Bible because the Bible interprets itself. And it means to know. This is what the word mark means in the Bible. 1 Kings 20, for example. To know, to perceive, to tell, to signify, to understand, to acknowledge, to be in acquaintance. This is your mark. This is what's been superimposed upon you. To consider, declare, to teach. So that is what the mark means. It means you perceive, observe, and take note of. You know, you know where else the word mark is used? Genesis chapter 3.25. The same word, yada, in the Hebrew. The Lord God says, behold, man, that's etahadam, the man Adam has become as one of us, to know, that's what the word mark is there, yada, mark, good and evil, to perceive, to observe, and to take note of. It's up to you now. And the mark of the beast, why does it say 666? Because 6 means the frailty. 6 in biblical numerics means man's ignorance, his aggression, his egotism, his attitudes of obscene entitlement. The 666 of man's ways, man uh, created on the sixth day, man runs his life off a 24-hour day with four sixes. Your thoughts, your intents, and your actions, what's been superimposed upon you that dictates those things. The 666, thoughts, intents, actions. Well, you know what, Tammy, that's enough for today because that's been a long one. Are you still there? still there. Well, I want to thank you very much for listening. Let me tell you something. There's a lot on the pandemic written in the book of Jeremiah, which we might uh, touch on. I didn't think that would take me so long to get through that today, but uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I want to thank you very much for listening. Get in touch with me and Tammy at Companion Chapel. Email, that's companionchapel at gmail.com. And uh, Tammy, do you have any parting words? Um, you know, I was going to do um, Tammy's two minutes, but I am... I am not. I'm not as prepared as I would like to be today. I have a lot of comments about stuff that's going on with the pandemic, with the division and the divisiveness of the politicians. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot to say on that, and it does go hand in hand with the Bible and prophecy. Um, 
but so that will be coming. Um, I'm sorry I don't have it ready for today, but uh, yeah, please listen in well, uh, on more about this. Yeah, well, you can just pull that together tomorrow. Like, uh, like people should know that I spend. Like, for example, yesterday, 14 solid hours of studying. You know, I'm averaging about 8 to 10 hours a day. And so I have to make sure to, uh, I'm staying in touch with the audience. So I ask you, please email me, drop me a line, questions, comments, because I don't, uh, it's very difficult for me, as God has allowed, opened up, re, re, you know, he's lifted the restrictions on me uh, a little bit to allow me some understanding and some wisdom, biblical wisdom, and and sometimes I find it like, am I articulating it enough or too much? It's 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 become a difficulty here in the winter here because you know I'm sitting here by myself in this place, and all I do is study, right, Tammy? You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? I have to stay in touch I know with. What you're trying I, to say. I have to try and yep. stay in touch with people because it's impossible right now for me to articulate what I have been shown in the Bible. Like I, I can't even. I wouldn't even be able to orate that. So I appreciate you listening. Questions, comments, and uh, we get them off of verbal, and I get them uh, through a different few other places where I have to sign in, but wherever you want to ask questions, comments. So I recommend you send it to companionchapel at gmail.com. Listen, we love you to pieces. We love the whole human family, and praise the Lord. Thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day. God bless you, everyone. And bye for now.